What's going on, everybody? Today's episode, we have a very special guest. As you can see, there is quite some unusual artistic pieces on our table. Um, this man is Art De Fumar on Instagram. His name is Robert Glick. Robert, thank you so much for joining us here on the Burnout Podcast. What's going, What's going on, on brother? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's amazing when you when you say Art De Fumar. I can't tell you how many people start out, or if I'm in. You know, at places they'll call me Art like they think my name is Art. It, <laughs> it's just not. And even though I tell people, yeah, they'll continue and say, okay, Art. And they, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, they see don't. it online. That's the social media thing. You know, people like call, they're like, hey, Brother Cigar. I'm like, no, 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 my name is Eric. Thank you, though. Appreciate appreciate the shout out, though. But okay. these, uh, these, this is, these pieces are extremely, uh, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but overwhelming in the fact that like, so much vibrancy going on here, if that's even a word. I like all this stuff because... It's so funny that you do this because when I first started smoking cigars, I started doing the same things. I would make uh, cigar box clocks. I have my phone case. You used to oh, yeah. be all cigar. I mean, I mean I my, phone case my, cigar is, label. my phone case is just like it. So, you know, it's uh, a shared interest, but you take it to the next, next level. Thank so I'd you. love to uh, understand the uh, the mindset behind all this. Yeah, well, I, it, it all, you know, people uh, ask me all the time, well, how'd you get started? And, you know, like, people ask the same 10 questions yeah. after a while. And I'm used to them. I'm sure you're going to ask about eight of them. So that's how'd right. you get started? There you go. <laughs> that's the first one. Well, I'll answer it then. I was in, uh, in my cigar room. Uh, don't drink alcohol. Just never liked it. Mm. So I decided to invest what I didn't pay as a little boy up until now in uh, a cigar room. So uh, collect my bands and uh, put them in a, a jar or a box and then I would take them and put them into a box and put them into another box and after a while they filled up and I just I got to do something with them I wasn't throwing them out because I thought they I just think they're gorgeous yeah the cigar bands to me are art and I love looking at them and I love the texture um you know I think the next level is I want to be able to eat them when they have taste oh no, yeah no 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 but um so I said I got to do something and I'm sitting there smoking a cigar and I had like a, a wood coaster hmm so I said, okay, and I went downstairs, got some glue, and I started putting them on. And, you know, we've all seen cigar band art where, you know, a lot of the cigar bands are straight lines because, you know, if you take any cigar band, it's a straight edge for the sure. most part. There's yeah, some, at least the bottom part, part yeah, of it. It's always going to be straight. So anybody who does cigar band art, for the most part, takes them, lines them up, and they're very rigid. And I started out that way, and uh, I said, you know, I want to do something different. I want it to be seamless. And I eventually, I taught myself this ability and this process instinctually just to do it in a way that if you see some of the art I have, every piece is cut, so there are no straight lines. So the whole idea of my art is that you're from a distance. You look at a piece that's on a wall, if I have a frame piece of art, as you walk closer, you realize it's cigar bands. Mm. So after a while, I would do that. And then it came to the point that I would sit, cut the band, put it on, and each piece was taking me about a month and a half to make. Then I figured, okay, went to my lo the local uh, container store. I started buying these bunches of different trays. And then when I would drive, and drive somewhere long distance, I'd say to my wife, can you drive? And I'd have a pair of scissors, and I would literally repetitively cut. And I, then really? I said, okay, why repetitively cut? Go out and get some special cutters. And I went online and I researched, and you can get these paper cutters that are just particular circle sizes. And I got all different sizes of them. 
and then that built up and that built up. And then I eventually just built myself a studio. You know, I, uh, I, I rocked out the container store. I, I just literally designed my basement, redesigned it into an entire art studio. And I'm still teaching myself now how to do stuff. So Learn yeah. all different ways of, of... And how long you been doing it? About three days. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, long, that's a short time. Um, I've been doing it about six to seven years. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So just about the same amount I've been smoking cigars, yeah. you know, fully. It's about six or seven years. So, you know, it's... Uh, now, do you use particular tools? I know you said you buy specific scissors or cutters, but... Are you like uh, like a is it like jewel tools or like a? I have that's a great question. Yeah. So I definitely have jewelers tools. I okay. have um, eBay's an amazing concept. I got to tell you, there so you is nothing e- nothing you can't find on eBay for nothing. sure. So you prefer eBay over Amazon? Uh, well, nowadays, I, truth be told, I have gotten myself into Amazon as well because Amazon, you know, you order it and go to your front door, it's there. Oh, because so, yeah. that's it's a wonderful you spoil concept. You yeah. So bad. I was, actually, I was interested. You said eBay because I'm like Amazon. I always say you can get anything on Amazon. You really like, can. And the, the, I think the challenge is you got to know what the name of it is, like what to what to search, and then bang, it pops up. Yes. It's right there. You know, you, you ever like look for something like what's the name of it? You got to think of like another way to search it. Yeah, I have a perfect example for uh, we just had a Halloween party. You probably saw all the Halloween stuff, but I was looking for. Um, I was actually I didn't build it, but I was going to build a graveyard fence, and I was looking for these little like spikes that go on top of the fence posts. And I'm like, what the heck are they called? So I'm typing in like fence spikes or fence toppers or fence what, and I found they're called finials. And it's oh a, yes, they're called fence yes. finials. Yes. And I'm like, I would have never finials. <laughs> but as soon as you typed in fence finials, they all came thousands up. of I'm them. Like wow. there it is. Would yeah. have never guessed that's the name of it. But, but I, I mean, I have. All sorts of jewelers tools. I have special tweezer sets. I have five different types of knives, five different types of scissors, depending wow. on what I want to do and what I want to cut. And it's all, you know, I, all right, it's a little bit of OCD or a lot of OCD, but it's what makes it, what makes the magic. So now when you're in your studio, this is a two part question. One, do you have a particular item or items that you like to work on? And then when you are working on these items, do you have music playing? Are you smoking a cigar? Are you in silence? You know, what's the ambiance like? Well, good question. And I'll stop saying good question because they're probably <laughs> no, you know what? good question. Hey, people, say, right. hey, when people okay. say good question, it, it's kind of like a compliment because, you know, I, I think about the questions. I don't like to Or is do it that. like when somebody says, you know, to tell you the truth, that means you may be lying then if you're going to preface it by saying yeah. to tell you the truth. I mean, it's better than him saying, you know, bad question, but <laughs> I'm going to answer it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or everyone asks me that question, but I'll answer it for you again. It. it there is definitely a rhythm to this. I get up every morning, depending on the time of the year. Right now, it's a little bit later because we just changed the clocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can get up anywhere from 4.30 in the morning. Wow. And, uh, and I want to be in the studio, in my art studio, no later than 6 o'clock. Often, I'm there way before. And you're in your studio every day? Every day. Wow. Yeah. Now, are you are you building and or creating... Uh, pieces that have been uh, that are on order or like requests from customers or are you making just random stuff that pops into your brain what's kind of good question <laughs> no. um, i liked it in the beginning i was definitely making things that i just wanted to make you know i i, I you know i sell a lot of lighters mm. and so i made i would go online and i'd find out 18 different lighters and i would came a point in time my wife said you know maybe you should start using the money that you make from the business instead of taking it out of our account and put back in but i would 
start to just do things. And one one day, I looked in my art studio and I said, I got a lot of stuff here that I've made, and what am I going to do with it? I got to start selling this. I got to start making some money. I got to start making some money. I got to figure out a way to make money on this thing. (laughs) And I'm like, and I literally, it's pieces all over the place. It's embarrassing to be in my art studio. So I said, okay, I'm going to try and start to sell some stuff. So then I, I spoke to somebody. I did Instagram, and I started selling some lighters, and I started selling some pieces of art. And I'm like. Then somebody wanted to buy something that I really loved, that I made, that I wanted to keep forever. Mm. And then I said, wait a second. If they buy this, that means I'm not going to have it anymore. Got to make another and one. And I don't, I don't want to get rid of it. No, I don't know if I can sell this. It's like, and I always say, it's like, it's, it's like a child. You and know, what was you know? you know, like, like, for instance, your first ever piece. It was yeah. one of my first pieces that I did. And I'm like, it was, it was a humidor. And I'm like, wait, if I, if I sell this. I'm not going to have it. Yeah. And it literally, I, I, I didn't care. Did I, you sell it or no? Uh, yeah, eventually. I uh, sold it. Yeah, keep adding a zero and eventually. That's, <laughs> well, we'll get to some stories. Yeah. But that's, that's, eventually, that's, I'm like, listen, I don't love it that much. You know, but, you know, <laughs> now your price. You, you give me enough money for my daughter. You know, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, if you, sweetheart, if you're listening, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, no, but um, so yeah, so I, I, start, I, start, I started out making pieces that I loved. And then people would say to me, can you make this for me? And then I would say, sure. We would discuss pricing. And then, um, so now I'm at a point in, in my art, if you will, that I don't make as many lighters. I don't make, as, I don't make as many lighters or different things that I would like to. If I'm running down and somebody wants it, then I'll, um, I'll make like, Two weeks ago, I made 15 lighters quick because I know that this time of year and the holidays, people mm. are going to ask me. And you so, probably and get into like a quick. rhythm. You probably get into a rhythm. Like you've done one, you know how to. A hundred percent. I that's Like exactly this is right. probably not something that you could do quickly. No, but there's a story behind that and one too. And by this, yes. I'm, look, I'm pointing at a, a trumpet for those that are listening. And, what, and what's considered quick for you to do a lighter? A lighter. Oh, uh, take a guess and I'll tell you. An hour. Uh, 24 hours. One hour? An hour. Yeah. Wow. I can do well, I'm guessing a li- I'm like, like a lighter. I can lighter do a lighter. I can do a lighter like that, the one I have there, in about less than an hour now. So wow. let me ask you this. So okay. how many, because I'm going to take a guess. I would assume that a lighter like this, you probably have maybe like, you know, 10 to 20 labels that you would use on a lighter. Um, It could be, it could be uh, even more depending, because again, if you take a look at a piece like this, this is a travel humidor, okay? And, uh, but even the teeniest little circles... Okay, I will cut out the teeniest little things to hide the corners. Mm. So if so, is there like do you, is there any overlap on this? Or oh is yeah, it, there is little. Oh okay. yeah, so there's a lot, there's of, a lot overlap. of overlap. Okay, and I and that's part of the art. You know, I think of it this way. I love puzzles as a little kid. I loved putting the pieces of puzzles together. Now I'm the puzzle maker. I design the puzzles. I love it. Um, I don't. I know this is weird, and I've said this before. I don't decide where the where the bands go on the pieces. How do you mean the bands? The decide, bands decide right? where they go. They really do. What type? Of, what type of shape is that? I'm I'm just so fascinated by. Like I I actually yeah. have a um, I, I was fascinated by. I used to put. I did the same thing on my 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 phone case. Right, you put all the labels in, mm-hmm. and I would space them out. Right, and I, it was basically most of the, my favorite cigars at the time. I have a my humidor, my travel case. I have a bunch of stickers and stuff on it. 
But I love picking up a piece like this and just really looking at all the different labels. Like, for instance, I'm looking at this trumpet right here. And you're just, you can see all the, here, for instance, La Opulencia, I can see. There's a La Galera. There's a Southern Draw right here. There's a Padron right here. There's a Punch. There's a San Latin. Oliva, right? Trinidad. There, here's the Fuente. This is a Casa Fuente, not an Arturo Fuente. There's, there's so many, and I love looking for all the different bands. And one pops out, like, oh, La Aroma de Cuba right here. I mean, there's just... And, no, and no sometimes I... some of the bands are placed... In a way, uh, I don't mean subliminally, but I will put bands in a certain place that means something to me. Yeah, I can see that. That only I will understand. For sure. And like, for example, you take a look at the trumpet. I just loved the, yeah, the, the, the three, three top the three that... and they all match. But I have different pieces. Like, for example, on this mask, I think this is the one. Uh, no, I have a different mask where I use the um, the clown band. Uh, there's a big yes, like yeah, the Joker. Um, yes, uh, uh, what, I think it's just called the clown. Yeah, is the name of the yeah. cigar. So, but I have pieces. Um, you know, I, I've done a bunch of pieces for you know uh, the cigar industry celebrities a lot lately, and uh, so I'll always do something that has meaning to them as well. We're gonna have to get a so, piece done for the. Uh, you know what? You know what I love the most though. <laughs> when I was doing some research today, I was online looking at. Oh yeah, this was cool. This was cool. Here, and I'm like, oh look at this. This is a cowboy. This is cool. But then I noticed the blueprint. Coincidentally, is right there as his, as his jeans. And that's the whole idea. You got to take the bands. Now you see this piece. You have the red shirt. You got the blue pants. Truth be told. A little inside info. This piece is not done yet. Okay. And where is this on Long Island? This is going to? Where's this? Where's this going? I have, it, it's going. Oh, you just make it. It's going with the highest bidder. I got guess. It, okay. Got but, it. Got it. Um, one of the things I do is that when I used to first do it, I would have okay, have all the bands, and then I'm like, okay, now I want to do a piece where I want to make the shirt red and I want to make the pants blue. So now I got to go through and find, search all my bands, and so I said, no. Nah. Do you color code them by any chance? So now... Uh, there we go. So what I do is I have, you know, eight buckets. Roy G. Biv, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue. Violet. I think I've seen this on your story or, or you posted something. We have all the little drawers and right. you're picking out all the different well, labels. Well, that's different. This is just literally think of it. As, I call them my paint buckets. Yeah. Okay. So I literally will spend a week. I spend two weeks a year. Okay. I go on hiatus for two weeks a year and I... Um, reformulate my bands and what i got to do is i have hundreds of thousands if not more I, i'm pretty sure because i've looked it up i've got the guinness book of world records even though i have not contacted them and people tell me i should because i know what the yeah. record is and i i got more okay based what's on the record what's the record it's something like you know um eight or nine hundred thousand cigar labels cigar bands yeah and i got more and just by sheer weight well you can do it by weight at yeah. this point you know on average approximately but so I would then Guinness Book of World Records. Come on, step it up. Let's go. I know. We need I the world record. One little fun fact too is whenever they're shipping cash, money overseas, you know how they count it? They by count weight, it by, by weight. weight. Yeah. Right. My father used to do that. At Lufthansa he used to ship. And he goes, once you get over a certain number of dollars, they count it by weight. Mm. So I was like, how much does a million dollars weigh? He's like, oh, it's like twenty-two kilos or something like that. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck do you know that? He goes, or is that how that. much? Or how much is twenty-two kilos? How about much, a million. About a million dollars. <laughs> 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 but um, so I then literally would take two weeks. Sometimes I do it twice a year. I'll take buckets and buckets of bands, and I will literally one by one, La Galera, and I have I have these like little boxes that have stations in them, La Galera, La Galera, 
you know, Cameroon. You know, I have La Gorie Cubana, the blue, the oh. pink. And I will literally, you know, Break it down by out. color and company. Absolutely. So, oh. I know. It's a sickness. No, I, that's, I a, that's respect. Okay. I love that's it. That's attention man. to detail in so, my, in my I eyes. I love it. So, then I said, okay, I did that. I got my, I got a good... And don't feel bad because when I when iTunes was a thing, I would sit home on Saturday night organizing my iTunes, make sure I had the album, the album cover, yep. the artist, the song name, who was featured. So don't feel bad. I'm right. I'm, I'm right I, with there with you. It's so, nothing wrong with being organized. No, man. it's very detailed, though. right? So I would then okay. So now I had my bands, and now I got to go, and now I realize as I'm doing it, I got to cut all these bands eventually. I'm like freaking a, and then I said now I got to get the reds and the blues. So, uh. One of the first pieces I ever did for somebody and who got me really into the industry and whatever notoriety I have is uh, Jorge Padron. Mm. True story. I'm in uh, on Long Island at the Carlton when it was the Carlton at the time. And my buddies from the Matador Cigar, right? Shout out to the Matador boys. Yes, sir. And uh, they said to me, well, there's going to be a Padron event. <clears throat> and uh, why don't you you know, bring some of your stuff anyway? We'll, we'll have some fun. So I brought some some a humidor and a cutter and like one of those quad cutters, the silver quad cutters. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm at the table. We're all smoking, hanging. You know, padrones being passed out. Some guy comes up to me, up to the table, and he's got his little specs. He pulls them out of a out of his back of his phone case, and they're half specs. And he and he looks down. And he says to me, "Did you make that?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, uh, "He says, what's your name?" I said, "My name's Rob Glick." Shook your hands. He says, "Can you make one for me?" I said, I could make one for you. Sure. What, what's your name? He says to me, my name's George Padron. I'm like, oh. Oh, you're Mr. Padron. Oh, you're George Padron. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a true story. So at the end of the night, I asked him, you know, I'm in like, George Padron is here. So I asked him to, I went out and I got an empty box, uh, you know, that was on the table. I asked him to sign it to me. And um, at the end of the night, I took one of my lighters and I said, thank you. And I wanted you to have the lighter. He says, no, please. I said, no, I want you to have the lighter. Yeah calls me two days later he says to me i'm embarrassed to tell you this but they took my lighter away at the airport i didn't realize i forgot i can't put it in my oh, carry-on yeah it was the greatest thing too. that Dang TSA. Ever, greatest thing that ever happened because they wanted more and i got a connection and i uh you know my folks are in boca so i'm down all the time in florida so i said you know what i'm gonna be down in a month i'll bring you some stuff down i go down george Pajone invites me into his miami you know, manufacturing plant. There's a cigar waiting for me. He says, let's smoke. And he says, listen, I, I'd love you to make me something, what, what, you know, something different. I said, okay, I'll make you, how about I make an American flag with just Padron bands? Your burgundy will be the red. Mm. You have white. Yeah, I think But I said, I don't know if you have any blue bands. He says, nah. He says, the outside of my cigar boxes, when I put natural, it's the blue band on the outside. I go through the uh, the factory with him. He has his family members because basically his family members are with yeah. him in the factory, and they start counting out every band that he wants to give me. Everything is counted out. Gives me all the bands. I make him this uh, American flag. I bring it back down when I finish it. We do a whole thing with the family members come out. It's on the wall to this day. If you go into the factory, crazy, it's, it's still sitting there. on his wall. Wow, that it's was right here. So that was oh yeah. Let me see. Check yeah. So that was the first piece. No. Is that, that in the magazine too? Uh, right. That's the piece in the magazine from Cigar Journal that yeah. came out. Yeah, September. Congratulations yeah. on you. being featured in Cigar Journal. That's Thank a you huge very much. Achievement. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I'm that. so intrigued by this. This stuff is just is just fascinating. I mean, it's so unique. What is what I love about it is you, you don't see you don't see this ever, right? Well, like you, I have, you I, do I'm see at, cigar band art. But no, it's, you do, it's but different. No, but no, this different. is to the Here's next the thing, level. Is you see, I've seen cigar band art, but to the extent and to the uniqueness that you're taking it. I mean, for instance, there's a pair of shoes on our table here. I have never yeah, seen right. a pair. I'm gonna have to. I need to get a pair of those shoes. Okay, I. I and it's signed I have, by Carlito. I love it. I have a lot of shoes, probably more than I want to admit. Um, but this is just this is oh, and this is is this the uh, yeah, this is the uh, anniversario. This yes. is yeah, it's a good cigar. Oh man! Now See, do you put I mean, a you put epoxy these. over these, right? Is that what that is? That that's what question called? number two. Okay, <laughs> you will ask. Yeah. I use great. different finishes. Okay. Um, I actually poured that ashtray myself. Oh, wow. So I make. Oh, I saw that on Instagram. You making? You were making some. Like I, you make. Out of I can clay? make. No, out of resin. Resin. So okay. this is resin. I get a resin mold, and I'll make these sing, single cigar ashtrays. Very nice. See, this is great. I actually have this ashtray, not without the labels, of course. Right. I actually have it outside. Yeah. It's broken because I've dropped it a million times, but I love the uh, the clear how it comes through. So I don't know if we can. Get I, a, I taught myself a process where I do it from where I. Adhere it after I'm done to the bottom of the ashtray. Now, when you when you're looking at us, like I don't know if it's maybe it's different per piece, but like you know, say this this mini ash this single ashtray here, right? Do you have a specific spot where you put the label and you build from there, or is it? Yeah, a, I, I I tend to like madness. you know when somebody um, goes shopping for home furniture, usually people start with the carpet because mm. they build everything up from the carpet. Um, so yeah, I start from what I want to be the cent- for ashtrays. That is at least sure. I start out with what I want to be the focal point in the middle. Now sometimes I'll have corporate customers will say to me, "Hey, can you put my my branding, my logo?" Yeah, like and, I just yeah. did a piece for Casa de Monte Cristo, and I'll put their their branding in the middle, and I'll create it in the circle, and then I'll put cigar bands around all around the outside. But yes, I'll do pieces where I want the focal point mm-hmm. being in the middle. And then uh, I'll I'll work around it usually. Wow. But that's for that's for something that's symmetrical. But for pieces like, like this, how do you get how do you get like what's the story behind this? Like this is a like a Mardi Gras mask with the bells. Okay. I also love this thing. Now, so I'm gonna take you, a look at this. How well. do you, you know, that, that, very how long, carefully. How long did this take you? Um, that took me about because wow. now I have it down to a science. But that took me about twelve hours. And I'm gonna tell you when you picked it up, it, it reminded me of a story, and this is a true story. Um, I'll change the names to protect the not innocent, so you understand in a minute. But to answer your question first, before I tell you the story, yeah. my mom, my mom's uh, 83 years old, and she, my mom's an art. Not that she's an artist, but she's very, very artistic, and I think it's in the genes. But uh, she's always loved clowns, mm. and I've always had an affinity, even though I hated clowns, like a lot of kids in the circus and stuff. But. Uh, these pieces, when I see them, they speak to me like, wow, I can do something with that. And I vision it before I even buy it if I'm going to do it. So I, in honor of my mom, in fact, I just made her a small one. And I have pictures of her. I was just in Florida and she just put it up in the house. She has so much of my stuff. I can get rid of it. But the prices I charge her are a lot less than I – no, I'm kidding. But no. <laughs> so um, the family and friends discount. So yeah. anyway – to, to get back to your question, or what I wanted to tell you is, um, this is a true story. Happened uh, about a year and a half ago. I'm going to be, um, I have a meeting with Eric Calvino from Cigar Snob Magazine about my artwork. Um, I was 
pitch into, obviously I'd love to get into the magazine and what have you. And I had all my artwork underneath the plane and uh, I'm on the plane. And every time, this is embarrassing, whenever I travel, I was just at the Big Smoke, I bring a case with me, a plastic case you buy at Michael's or on Amazon. And uh, I have all my artwork, my little tools and all my jeweler stuff and have my bands, the separated, my glues within the three ounces. You know, I know the rules. And all of a sudden, I'm on the plane getting ready to go to uh, Fort Lauderdale and captain's on the plane. He says, we're taking off. We go to the runway and all of a sudden, he gets on the loudspeaker and he says, "Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a slight mechanical difficulty and we're going to have to turn the plane around. Okay, but he says, we're going to be very, very short. No worries. That didn't make sense that the captain already knew that it was going to be a very short. Mechanical fix? Mechanical, but it's a very easy take, fix. If it's mechanical, take all the time you need, okay? Right. <laughs> but he said it's going to be a real easy fix. We're going to take off. No problem. Just a very quick turnaround. We get to the back to the gate. And all of a sudden, as we're back to the gate, I got the flight attendant who comes up to me. And obviously, she knows my name from the seating. She says to me, uh, Mr. Glick, uh, can I see your uh, uh, your scissors for a second? I said, sure, because I have these sharp scissors. By the way, as a lawyer, which I am, TSA rules say anything under four inches is legal and you're allowed on the plane. And I go through them. They, they look at them. Anything under four inches? I believe it's four inches. Four inches, yes. Four inch. So you can bring like a pocket knife? Uh, you know what? Again, scissors. Okay. Scissors. Maybe it's three inches. These are okay. two inches. Oh, oh, length of the scissor, not length of the blade. Right. No, no. I was going to say, because okay. I'm pretty sure you can't remember no, 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 <laughs> a four-inch no. blade. I'm no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Shanksky. But like little, you know, like you little know, tiny. Small yeah. scissors. Yeah, little tiny ones. So I say, they said to me, would you mind putting the scissors in your carry-on and putting it underneath the plane? And I said, I, I really can't do that. I wasn't trying to be a, you know, a pain in the ass. I said, I have glassware in there that's not packaged. And if I was prepared, then of course. I said, you could take the scissors. They said, no, we're not allowed to touch them. I said, okay. I said, but I can't. So she goes back. She speaks to the captain. And all of a sudden, now I have a flight agent that comes on and says to me, Mr. Glick, the captain doesn't um, want you to have the scissors. I said, okay, take them. They said, no, we can't touch them. I said, but I'm allowed to have the scissors. The TSA says I can have the scissors. They went through the magnetometers. I travel all over the world, nationally and internationally, and there's no issues. She says to me, the captain doesn't care. He wants you off the plane. How did he even know you had Because, good question. (laughs) Because a flight attendant observed me during, before takeoff, that I was doing my artwork while we're waiting the half hour until everybody gets their seat trays and they're upright and locked positions. Yeah. You waste no time. Any free, any damn any time. time you're hey, guy gets up at four thirty in the morning to do this is crazy enough. Yes. So, and I enjoy it. It makes the time go by for me. It's like reading a book, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to read a book on a plane, he's doing his artwork. Therap- you know, let the man do his artwork. So all of a sudden, now the gate agent comes over, and I said, and she says, "Can I see the scissors?" And she, as a gate agent, was allowed to take them and went out to TSA. She comes back. She gives me back the scissors. She says, "Mr. Glick, I apologize. You're right. TSA says you're allowed to have them. Give me a moment. I'll go speak to the captain." Comes back says, Captain still wants you off the ship, you know, off the, off the plane. I said, really? What? I said, do me a favor. Let Captain Adams, we'll call him. I know his name, though. Yeah. And I'm I sure said, you let, do. let Captain Adams know that I'd like to speak to him, please. So this protocol, they agree. Captain Adams goes outside off of the plane, right, you know, when you get off on, on off the plane. And I said, Captain, you know, I have, a, I have a, an interview with a magazine. I have some artwork underneath. I've been waiting for this interview for this magazine for almost a year. I, I'd really appreciate it. I mean... I don't need the scissors. You can take them. And he says, give me a moment. He goes back, speaks to the flight attendant. He comes back and says, no. I said, you got to be kidding me, Captain. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't want them. 
So I said, Captain, if you want me off the plane, you're going to have to get Port Authority and you're yeah. going to have to take me off this plane. I'm not afraid of anybody, realistically. Good for you. Okay. I mean, you're so, a lawyer, so you kind of no, know. No, it has nothing to do with being a lawyer. But you know lawyer. the laws. I, I have nothing to... Well, I'm I, allowed to have these on the plane, so... Well, I'm going to tell you what the law says in a second, but I said, I'm allowed. I did nothing wrong. So now the Delta agent, not... I mean, the Delta security now comes on the plane. Delta security, not just... Okay, corporate wow. security comes on the plane, and they go to the captain, and they said, Captain, we have no basis to remove this customer from the plane. He did nothing wrong. Captain said, I don't care. I want him off the plane. And I said, okay, you're going to have to call Port Authority. Now they get the head of security for, I, I forget if it was Kennedy or LaGuardia at this point. They get the head of security. There's a team of eight people that come on from security. How long How long is in the process now since you landed? 45 home? minutes. Okay. So this okay. is 45 minutes. Yeah. Quick mechanical. So I'm sure everybody on the plane I'm loves sure, you at I'm this sure, point. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm off the plane for the most part, but I'm yeah. still on. So all of a sudden now, the head of corporate, head of security for the airport says to me, you're right. They did nothing wrong. And I have the gate agent next to me the whole time. So everybody's saying that you're right, except, everybody. For, the, except for Captain everybody. Adams. Everybody. Did you beat this kid up in high school or this guy everybody. in high school or something? <laughs> everybody. So, this guy's just having a power trip is what he's doing. This is true. So all of a sudden, I then, I then said to the head of uh, the airport security, you're going to have to call Port Authority. And they're like, Mr. Glick, we will, and we agree with you, but I'm only concerned, and I'm saying this out of the benefit for your, for your own benefit, I'm only concerned that if I do call Port Authority, no matter what happens, God forbid they put you on a don't fly list. She was as nice as could be, and I appreciated it, and she was being honest with me. She wasn't trying to get me to get off the plane. Yeah. She was earnest, and I said, you, you know tell. what? I respect it, and I don't want these other people on the plane being delayed. Forget my interview, blah, blah, blah. I go. I'm embarrassed. They, they escort me. I get all my stuff. As I'm getting off the plane, the captain's door is open by the cockpit. I stick my head in. And I said, Captain Adams, I want you to remember this face. And I want you to look very carefully at this face. Because I promise you, Captain, I promise you, it's not going to be the last time you've ever seen this face. What'd me you do? Meaning he'll see me at a deposition. Yeah. Oh. He's going to sue his ass. Did you? So no comment. Anyway, <laughs> um, the law is actually that the captain can do whatever he wants. Really? Yeah. Whatever. A shame, no, whatever he wants. It, it's his ship. Even I'm, though I'm right, and everybody, I am right. But did you, did you ever find out a, the explanation? Yeah, one of the uh, the, the um, flight attendant felt concerned that there's a sharp item. But what doesn't make sense is like, okay, I get it. There's a sharp item. You've told me there's a sharp item. I've admitted that I have a sharp item. I'm allowed to have this item on the plane. Take the item from. Me. If you're concerned of this take of it. me holding this sharp iron, then you, you take it, and then now I'll be concerned. I that can you have get a another pair of these scissors on Amazon for you know three dollars. It, it wasn't the point. It you know was you should have take is got Crazy. got off the plane. And I would have taken the scissors and I would have just put them on the floor oh, wait, and then get back on the wait, plane like, now I don't have the scissors on the plane. And I would have gotten on Amazon and shipped it to my hotel. How about this? I get off the plane and the gate agent that's next to me says, Mr. Glick, can you do me a favor? Just come up to the gate. I, I need to get you on another flight. What does she do? She apologizes and she bumps me up, gives me back my scissors. I get on the next Delta <laughs> flight with all my stuff. No issues. First class? Um, Comfort Plus. Well, I would have been like, listen, you better give me. I mean, at least I got you a little bit, but. That's just that's, that's crazy. crazy. So when I got back, when I got to Florida, 
and I had to come home that after the trip, I purposely took my camera out and took a video of my plastic case. I put the scissors on top so you could see it through the plastic case, go through the magnetometers, watch them look at it and give them back to me and said, have a good, have a nice flight. Wow. wow. True story. story. Wow. True story. And that was last wow. year? You said that- About a year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, this, that I, this is the uh, Cigar Snob magazine that eventually did come to fruition. Wow. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. True story. Crazy. See, that's just kind of, that's not right. That's not right. I mean, there's there's rules, right? So you're basically saying that these are the rules, but they don't really freaking matter because he can just say whatever. So if you get on, he doesn't like the way you look, guess, get off the plane. Get off the plane. And I even thought about For no that. reason. I, I did the legal research. There's literally cases, Okay. Could I have? It wasn't. It wasn't worth my mental. I, you know what? Didn't affect me. Move on. And I, I had yeah. to. I had to convince myself to move on. Yeah, because I, I felt like at a point it gets you like, no, I'm right. You're wrong, oh, I'm and I'm going to ride this because I know that I'm right. Yeah. And then they're like, well, listen, you know, we can get the port authority, but I get on a no fly list. Overruled. And you're like, ah, you, you know, know. It, it's because you probably got to the point you're thinking, all right, is it worth this? It's not worth no, it. It's not. Right. It's not. It's not. But I mean, I, literally, I've been waiting for a year to have this meeting. Yeah, I can't know. imagine. Well, the know, good. Well, the at least moment. you had the meeting, right? And and it didn't. All good. Like it didn't prevent you from getting into the. It makes magazine. for a better story. Is there any but mention geez. of it in the? In the I article? actually told. No, I told Eric. I don't want to publish, but I told him the story. Wow. I told him the story. Wow. So, yeah. I've listen. I've had. I got to tell you, it's really taken off in the last year. Dramatic. No, and what do you I've think that is? You. I've seen you on um, Instagram. It's I went been... to I went to Pro Cigar. If you're familiar with Pro Cigar yes, in the Dominican DR, Republic, DR, yeah. right? DR. And I uh, hope you guys maybe will go in February because um, love to. We're gonna try. We'd love to have a podcast down there. It is unbelievable. And um, long story short, Tony Gomez from LFD saw my stuff, reached out to me on Instagram, and. Uh, I had a conference call with him from my studio and video, and he says, listen, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to uh, contact, um, and he gave me a woman's name at, at Pro Cigar. And I literally said, okay, thanks, Tony, but what's Pro Cigar, right? And I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I want you to send them some of the stuff because they, they, they can do something. So I get in contact with these people, and I'm, I'm pitching to do – potentially, uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Pro Cigar, each night of the three or four nights, mm-hmm. there's about a thousand people in, in, at, at, at the uh, gala dinners or the what's called the white night dinner. Yep, yep. Yeah, white know about it. Yeah. So I pitched this idea of doing one of the boxes. I would love to do one of the, they have four artists who design the boxes. That's the giveaway. So uh, I, I pitched them. I sent them all my stuff to DR as examples. I can't tell you how much it costs to send stuff to the DR, right? <laughs> I do all sorts of samples, and um, I gave them a sample print that I did of a Cigar Journal magazine cover with Carlito Fuente that I did for Carlito when I first met him. And uh, so all of a sudden, um, they they love it, they're excited about it, but it's just a little too late. It's a little too close to get the production done. But but how about you make something for us for the gala night that we can auction? And they said uh, they they auctioned off a lot of humidors the last night. Mm-hmm. It's, it's known in the industry. People from all over the world come, and it's for charity. It's FU money. These people have it, and they they bid on it. And I'm like, okay. And it all goes to charity, right? So all it's goes good. to yeah, charity. So it's good. What so charity, if you don't mind me it's, It was some women and children and educational Dominican, like, okay. I, I forget what it was exactly. Something for the Dominican Republic. Oh, it's exclusively for okay. women and children 
at school and school children, something like that. Of the DR. That's of good. Of the DR. That's good. So I do this. We, we organize this thing. I do a humidor. I pick out the humidor. I order it. I pay for everything. It's my treat. It's a charity event. And then I get to DR and uh, I send it out. And I have a blast at DR. I'm bumping into people that I've spoken to. I've, I've, I bumped in, I, I become good friends with um, Fred from Oliva, the owner of Oliva. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting, and at that point, I know Carlito well, and I'm, I'm hanging with all his people. I had meetings with him. And the last night is the gala, and now the auction goes. I'm like, I'm hoping to get, you know, they asked me what the starting price should be. And I said, I don't know, $2,500 or something like that. I said, if I get $35,000, $4,000 for my humidor, it's going to be outrageous. Yeah. Tell me it was $18,000. You saw the video. $18,000. I almost, what? I lost it. Were I, you, you, not, were you not just like, like, a, like a deer in headlights I'm when like, it goes $5,000, $6,000, $7,000, $10,000? you are probably like, what the Yeah, it was $18,000. Wow. Now, granted, it's charity and these people have money. Yeah, it's still. But still. The, the woman who won the bid is the owner of the one of the world's biggest cigar ring manufacturers. Wow. Long story short, a couple of days ago, she just commissioned me to make two pieces. Wow. So, there you so go. So little things like that. But Charge back, you 25000 <laughs> you want another piece? Twenty five thousand each. So when we're I know you got the money. I know you got it. <laughs> so from that point, people started seeing and then my Instagram blew up. Yeah, that's what, that's where I found I, and, I saw it. I saw it blow up. And then I up. decided that it's worth the investment. I have a social media manager. She helps me out. Shout out to Regina. She does a great job and it's taken off. And great. from there, this one will reach out to me. Um, you know, I'll never forget the day I pick up my phone and there is a four minute voice tag. And I, when I say four minutes, four minutes is a long time oh, to leave a voice yeah. tag. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And it was from Carlito Fuente. Wow. And I, uh, went up to one of the guys at the Matador who supposedly knows, you know, of, of him. And I said, there's no way this is him. He said, no, it's him. And it was, and it was. And, uh, wow. I then met him in Vegas. I gave him artwork. He's he's spot on. He's it's cool. Gentleman and a scholar. He is. He really is. He's got a great um, charity um, cigar family cigar in a foundation. I I contribute to it regularly. Uh, profits percentage of everything that I go will go to his charity as well as some others. It's not that I do this for the money. I do this for the passion, the love, but. No, money ain't bad at times too. Hey, but you know, yeah, like, listen, you get mean, paid for your passion. It's a good thing. Right. I mean, that's yeah. Like at the end of the day, listen, you know, money makes the world go around. Okay. Like, listen, it's a passion and stuff. But at the end of the day, I got to feed the family too. So if I can make a little bit extra cash, then I mean, I'm just some. I, I say this from some guy, some lawyer from Long Island. But I was at the Big Smoke this past weekend, and I'm sitting there and having dinner with a friend of mine, and he invites me to the table for dinner, and all of a sudden I sit down, and who's who's with me? For dinner, Rafael Nodal from from Monte Cristo, right? Wow, he had to go yeah, after not dinner. The tennis player, no, no doubt. <laughs> after dinner, he's done, and who walks over? My friend says, "Have a seat, Tony." Tony Gomez is sent with me. Rocky Patel walks in. Sammy Phillips from La Polina walks in. Russ and Bill from you know, um, and this was here in Long Island. No, this was in Vegas the, at the big oh, 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 weekend. Oh, 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 it just happened, and it just happened. Carlito, and then uh, so you're having dinner with the big wigs, and then I had a piece. I was at PCA in, I had my own booth. Mm. I don't want to say big mistake because it was, 
buka money to, to oh i know we we looked was, we looked into it we looked into having our own booth honestly and, i'm glad i did not from i mean i, I basically broke even but it was expensive no, the notoriety and people yeah, coming you up pay for yeah and um it's an expense it's business expense yeah it's like marketing is what you're really paying 100 percent. and then the uh owner of the resorts world uh, eight lounge in the resorts world how is that lounge by the way Un well now that there's a piece of art as of this weekend oh, hanging yeah. in it yeah. it's Which amazing lounge it? what lounge eight it, lounge eight lounge you in, see it in vegas in vegas i saw when it like opened up and it was really blown up on Instagram. No. Like if you're in the cigar world on Instagram, you'll see it. Shout out but. to uh, the owner, Giuseppe, John Petty, and uh, the manager, Ian. The place is gorgeous. There's private rooms. Like, you know, I walk in and all of a sudden you see in the back room. Um, I was with, um, I, I'm lucky I was able to sit there for a little while, but Manuel and Noah, the master blender from La Aurora. And then on the other side is is George Padron. And, and they all sit. Wow. It's gorgeous. So at PCA, when I had my booth, the owner of um, Eight Lounge commissioned me. Eight Lounge, I did four eights, eight of diamond spades, hearts, and clubs. Oh, that's cool. And so we, that's we, cool. we, and I said, I want to do it, but in time to have it unveiled in November at the Big Smoke because PCA was the summer. Yeah. So I worked on it, did the art, worked with his framer, and it's now standing there with a plaque, you know, with the QR code. It's, that's cool. It's, it that's was, amazing. It's gorgeous. It, I it, love it. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, so man. to me, that's, 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 it's that's more, what it's all about. It has nothing. You couldn't pay me to have that. In other words, that's. It's not about the money to have that up and knowing that my art is, yeah, is going to be appreciated. So, so the the beautiful thing is that your passion is taking you places, right? Like you just started saying, "Hey, you know, I'm just going to do a little bit here, a little bit there," and next thing you know, it's taking you to Europe. It's taking you to to Dominican Republic. It's taking you to Vegas. It's taking you all these places, meeting all of these people, and that's the beautiful thing about how, you know, it's you relationship just, driven. Yeah, you're just following something that you love to yeah. do, and you get. Same thing with us at the podcast. We love podcasting. We love doing this. We get to meet so many people like yourself. We got to meet Tony Gomez. We got to meet um, all these you know big wigs. We got to meet athletes and singers and movie stars and all these just from doing what it, you like it, to do. It, it's amazing. And and you know I was telling you the story about um, Pro Cigar. Well, um, version two for me is in February. And if anybody goes to Pro Cigar, go to the White Night and enjoy the box. It's my box. Shout out the White Knight. The White Knight box. I designed the White Knight box this year. Well, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure we'll see it on uh, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, we're gonna have to You'll, get there. Oh, it'll once it's once it's published. It's uh, and there's some other big surprises in the works. I'm uh, without going into, but there's some magazines that I'm going to be working with. Um, and doing some special. Now, stuff have for. you worked with like any besides people in the cigar industry, like any celebrities or anyone of high notoriety? Um, I'm good friends with Eric Coleman from the Jets, former Jet. And oh, I've sure. done some, we've, I've had done some, we've had him on the show. I've done, well, he's yeah. a big cigar smoker. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Eric's and, a great uh, guy. I text him every once in a while, see how he's doing. I, I see him. We met. This is a true story. I, uh, I'm at the airport in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm going to get some coffee, and I see this big guy, and he's wearing headsets like we're wearing right now. He's, you know, and he's got a Jets jersey on. And I didn't know who he was, you know. And I walk up to him, and uh, we're getting coffee, and I said, you could be proud to wear that shirt right now because they, they weren't doing well. He says to me, yeah, well, and he's a really humble guy. Yeah, yeah and he's he, a great guy. And he says to me, yeah, well, I got it. I, I work for the Jets. And I said, what's your name? He says, my name's Eric Coleman. And then I'm, oh, okay. You know. and then it, yeah, and it clicked, and then, yeah. So we met. Hand to God, a month later, I'm sitting in the Matador. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in with a sweatshirt on, with headsets on. And uh, I knew who it was. And I walk up to him and I said, uh, you remember me? I said, he says, you look familiar. I said, you're going to be proud to wear that sweatshirt? And I said, last last month in Fort Lauderdale getting coffee at the lounge, right? So 
ever since then, we've been friends. I've done artwork for him. It's actually, there's a post with the piece I did. It's a Jets logo in green and white with bands. True story. Last year, we're going to, I'm in Florida. And he's he's freaking in the Delta Lounge again. <laughs> and I Because he, he travels up and he's got a house down yeah, he's there. Got a house right? down so there. he goes up and I think there are spring trainings down there. So he yeah. goes up and down yeah. all the time. And he's doing the shows. Now he does the pregame. Yeah. I actually saw him in the, uh, I was in the, uh, the golf simulator. And I was, I was, you know, working on my swing, and I all of a sudden I see that, and it was a uh, whatever day it was, Monday or Tuesday. And I'm looking at him like S N Y, right? I was like, oh shit, yeah. So then I just, I sent, a, I took a video, and I just like zoomed in. I was like, nice to see you, brother. And he's like, eh, I filmed that, you know, yesterday or whatever. I, I keep on joking around with him. I said, did you pick that out to wear that day, or did, or did the uh, producers tell you what to yeah. wear that day? Because he, he's very colorful. He's a clothing. great guy. Yeah. We've great had him guy. on the show, and uh, he was actually our. Uh, I think he was our very first professional athlete that we ever had on. Super. And we were actually supposed to. The the story was we were supposed to have him in person because he lives here in Long Island, but he also has a house down in Florida. Yeah. And we were supposed to have him in the studio, but then COVID hit. And he got stuck in Florida for like yeah, three months. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I can't. I was I was getting some work done in the house. I went down to Florida, That's and then right. COVID hit, and I got stuck. So we had to just do it on super, Zoom. Super super nice guy. He's great guy. He's great totally guy. down. He yeah. hangs out at the Matador. That's where his, that's and Roslyn. That's where I saw him again. And then you know, what? I, I want to I'm going to take a picture right now, and I'll send it to him. Right. And be like, are you proud to wear that shirt? <laughs> I'll take a yeah, picture. Yeah, that's, good, that's a good. That's Blick, a good. wants to know if you're yeah. proud to wear that yeah, jet jersey. A, uh, let's see if I can get everybody in here. Ready. There we That's go. funny. Yeah. Are you proud to wear that Jets jersey? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say Glick says you're proud to wear that Jets jersey. <laughs> I'm going to send it to him right now. That's, That's great. Awesome. I love yeah, it. Good guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's really been, it's been, I, I want to, any metaphor you could say, if, if like a dream, it's like, I, you know, I'm not worthy. You know, now, are you, are, you, are you still working as a lawyer? As I am. Well? I am. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to fight myself. At eight o'clock to stop doing artwork. I literally have to yeah, I, fight I myself. I can hear. I can feel that. Get the shower going. Get to the office, and uh, I work today. Yeah, I work uh, absolutely. Wow. And what yeah. kind of what kind of a lawyer are you? I'm a really good one. Uh. Oh, um, <laughs> what, what I should say besides being a that's, really good. That's one, that's a nice answer right a, there. Of course, that's a that's great a answer. great answer. That's a, quick, that's a very quick witted answer. Good question. <laughs> Even better answer. Yeah. I um I do litigation. So okay. my firm um is New York Council to all the rental car companies. Those are our main clients. Okay. New York Council for Rotor-Rooter, a um, bunch of insurance companies. And we do some uh, plaintiff's work as well. No conflicts, obviously. Gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, so nice. mostly so litigation. So I'm an insurance broker, so could I call you if I need you? <laughs> <laughs> Anything you need. Absolutely. No, As long as there's coverage and there you're bound, you go. you're fine. Yeah, All that's good. It. So I want to ask you, what was, because you have a lot of intricate pieces here, okay? And I, I'm looking at, you know, I don't want to say things are easy, okay? But it looks like there are, you know, a thing that is very squared off might be a little bit easier than obviously this trumpet that has all these different angles and curves and stuff. So, what was the hardest piece? That's one of those ten questions that you've I ever that, that you've ever mm. done. Because I'm looking, I'm like, dang, these things um, are just like this mask right. He's got all these different curves and points and. Well, I challenge myself to try and come up with ways to make them. The trumpet is very difficult. Looks quite difficult. honestly, because you have to. You know, I learned so many different things about math. Believe it or not, like when you have rounded portions and the bands even though they're straight i've taught myself a way to do things and mm. and i have the angles but trumpet's very difficult but i do um i do dioramas so really? i do miniatures so i want you to picture What's a diorama you never done a diorama in school maybe i don't even know like in middle school it's we a have three-dimensional to do a- scene scene 
Like you remember, you ever do the shoe boxes? Like in, in high school or middle school, you t- do a diorama. You take a shoe box uh-huh. and you like make a scene exactly inside like the shoe balls box. on the floor. So like know. for instance, you can make like take the mountains the, that blow up with the col- yeah the, the partridge family. You know, it's like you could do okay. you could take a, a diorama of of us right here, right, and you shrink it down to a shoe box and you do a little burn down with the little. So mm-hmm. what I've done is okay. I've done some scenes, and one of the first ones I did was a, you know the the image of the cigar smoking dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I took Playing that to cards. a different concept because my father was always a big card player, and I used to sit behind him, watching him play cards as a little boy. And so I'm very sentimental. Yeah. So I literally did like that. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So I literally did. I don't know what was the name of it. Yeah. I literally did a scene of the dogs around a table. I went on eBay at the time. eBay. I got. There's nothing you can't get. Miniature little things. Miniature chips. Miniature cash registers, miniature. Well, that's a big thing. Miniature like the, beer the, uh, model. Like yeah. people, the model people do like the dollhouses right. and stuff. And I've seen Instagram videos where people have a, a like a thing in the wall, like right. a little door, and you right. open up the door, and Mini- it's like a whole house in there. My diorama because it's a it's done in like somebody's living room. I have bookshelves, all the books. That's awesome. All do you have books. a picture of it online? Uh, I might. I'll show you afterwards. I'll take a look at. But it. I'll look all, it up. You might. But all of the books. Are cigar bands, mm. and so I, I took, I literally made, let's say, twenty books, and I would take all Avo, put them on the outside, so they look like. Remember the encyclopedia where you'd have yeah. it on the outside? So I'd make the bands look like one band, but they're still the books. Wow! And I every I had hundreds and hundreds of cigars, and I made them with little bands, and I made the tables. Wow! So it's all intense. And then each dog, I would drill because they're resin, and I put a hole, and I put a cigar in each dog's mouth. I'll, sh- I'll shoot you a picture. I got to see that. So that, that was cool. difficult. And it's all cigar bands. I used Fuente boxes to make the- Did you put it inside of a cigar box? I did. That. Yes. I was going to say, kind of after that. Four cigar boxes. Oh, yeah. you made, But you made the, 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 the shoe box was made out of cigar Yeah. And boxes. then I took, um, I bought plexiglass glass cover. And I put, I had a carpenter make a wood base for me, stained it. Oh, so you put it and inside. It, and, it's, and so now I have about four or five, six different of those types of pieces. But that, would you wow. say, was probably one of the hardest to do? Hands down. Just just because of the sheer size, it's yes. so minuscule. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I would love to see Most that. Most of That's my crazy. pieces, my little repertoire is that there'll always be um, a cigar. And like when I'm done with the cowboy, if there's not, there'll be a cigar in his mouth. Oh, got it. So they'll, everybody will have, I'd even the dogs. I, I did a bar scene. And there are dogs instead of people sitting at the bar with a bartender smoking the cigar. And it's everything, the stools, there's a pool table that's made out of the bands. And underneath the pool table is a, a dog that's sleeping. In the card diorama, the guys who are playing cards, the dog has the ace of spades in his mouth underneath. See, that's incredible. You know, little things. That's it's, incredible. You know, how, how big is this, the, the cowboy that you it's made? It's actually with? kind of small. It's it's. It's about That's not really 10, that small, 12. though. That's not really that small. It's yeah. like twice the size of an action figure. Okay. I have a... Can I ask where you got who, where did you get that band from? You know where you got that from? You, the, um, the blueprint band. I, I probably got it from Matador. That makes, that I, makes I, sense. I would okay. absolutely know that I got yeah. it from Matador. That makes sense. In fact, makes I know sense. I did. They do sell yeah. Them. yeah, that makes we'll sense. To, I mean, we'll send you home with a bunch of them. But yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to get it. We'll talk offline, but to get a piece of for the burnout for the studio, sure. put the yeah. piece in talk. here, or we can or, talk absolutely, or I mean, an ashtray or something, or sure. I actually might be interested in getting that in that in buying that from you. I like it. We can talk absolutely. My father-in-law. Big cowboy down in Texas, and that if I gave him that, he'd be like, "Wow, this is when really I posted. Cool. It, I think I posted it like online. My social media manager, she posted it about two weeks ago. You don't know how many hits people are saying. Can I? Where can I get that? And what happened? That's you. amazing. So it's not finished yet. So maybe it is meant to be for you. That's why. So that would and you know because not it's I, I don't know how how to explain the experience, but like you know you're like online like just mind your own business and you're like wait 
that's that's my thing. Yeah. What, what, what the heck? Because I know because we had we had talked pr- uh, prior to the show about potentially doing a piece and we were going to send you some bands and like, hey, what what would you like? Would you like maybe just like the logo in, mm-hmm. a, in a frame or would you like an ashtray or whatever? And then um, you were traveling a lot. I know you've been traveling for the last 10 days and we kind of mm-hmm. it kind of just got delayed. We've like, hey, let's talk about it on the show. But then when Eric was doing the research, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And all of a sudden I zoom in. It's the blueprint. I'm like. Well, I didn't give him that. I was supposed to give him a whole bunch, but he was traveling and we kind of fell through a little bit, but that's, so that's wild, man. Eric, by the way, he responded. He's like, my man. <laughs> I told him I said hi. That's funny. That's cool. Small world. No, he's a really good guy. Shout out to Coleman. Shout Eric, out to Eric Coleman. The yeah. Jets are kind of so, doing okay. So let, let me, let's, let's take a little turn here. So obviously your whole business is about cigar labels, right? How did you get into cigar? Because... Obviously, you have a passion for cigars. You have a passion for you smoke cigars clearly. So, how did you get before all of this? Had I start smoking? How did you start smoking cigars? Like, I remember the day. You do I remember the day. Sure. Do you um, remember the cigar? No, oh. no. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure it had a band at the time. But okay, well, then that's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> I, I grew up as a you know. You, you use the phrase. I grew up as a little boy. Well, what other type of boy would you be when you yeah, grow up? I grew up yeah. as Let a man. Be, you know. <laughs> But um, as a little boy, my grandfather, may he rest in peace, Jack, was a uh, Macanudo cigar oh, smoker. Okay. And I'll always remember the smell of the cigar and my grandmother hating it, you know. And my grandfather would open up the cabinet and you'd get that box of Macanudos and it's like gold, you know. And so I think we actually have one up there. Yeah. There, there's one somewhere around, uh, Maybe. around there. That might be behind the TV. It's somewhere. So I, I've always had an interest in cigars. I had graduated law school. And I uh, I was at the um, the Oyster Fest. Oh, great spot! And they, great spot. And I'm sitting there, and uh, there's a table with cigars. So you know what? I'll try one. And I'm walking in during the fest, and I'm like, "Wow, this is good!" And that was it. Wow. And it was just and it was just, that was. Don't even remember it. who was selling it. Don't even remember. Don't care. Nope. And wow. I got addicted. I've been addicted ever since. Not a word addicted. No, you know, it's, people, it's not addicting. I can yeah. stop if I. I've had to. Yeah, but Shit, um, I'm stopping right now. There you go. <laughs> See, and that's a perfect example right there. It's like, do you do you want a cigar? Yeah, I want a cigar. Do I need it? No, I don't need it. I, I don't have to smoke it. It's not like I'm feeding a cigar. How often do you smoke? Um, you know, I could I can go into my I have I, if I mention it or not I have a, a cigar room in my house that I built because I don't I don't drink alcohol never liked it so I have I've have custom humidors i have all sorts of stuff and uh i would say that i'm every night i mean yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but i can take a, i can take you know a cigar out like last night i took a cigar out had a couple of puffs and i'm done i'm just, like yeah, i'm good i'm good yeah sometimes i could have half a stick um some nights you have three sticks <laughs> um i would say some nights i can have a stick and a half but you know, if I go if I go to the lounge, I can have. I'm at the lounge two to three days, including weekends. You know, mm-hmm. usually the weekends and one night Thursday night, the boys go out for dinner. Ro- the Matador Rosin's your spot. Where, yeah, it's definitely my spot. Good yeah, bunch it's of guys. The closest they're to my, you. They're my brothers. Yeah, yeah really good guys. Yeah. Um, family to me. Great. There's a handful of guys that I know would do anything for me, and I would do anything for them. Four o'clock in the morning, you need me, I'm there, and wow. I think they, it's the same way. It's a beautiful thing. So that's to me, that's the camaraderie of smoking cigars. It's not about the oh, cigars when I hang out. Absolutely, it's about, it's about I call it the brotherhood. Yes. I have my own little boutique cigar line, not a cheap plug. It's called Kinship. Right here, K I N S H I P. It's because four of us from the Matador became friends, and we said, my friend Rich, who's one of my partners, said, 
we're thinking about names in my backyard and I'm like passageway. No, I really like the passageway because we make the passageway for the cigars. He said, no. Um, <laughs> he says, how about kinship? We're friends. And I said, that's it. That's it. And our logo is like friends. I do. I was going to point out the logo. And I was going to point it out because Eric and I are big into one of the things that, that, and Eric can talk about this, but one of the things that got him into cigars was he loved the artwork, the yeah, logos. I designed He loved it. the labels, right? And one of the things now is that, we, you know, that's why we, you know, when we designed our label, we wanted to stand out, wanted to be. So I'm looking at the label and I like it. It kind of reminds me of um, like a uh, like a Flor de las Santillas label a little bit. Do you, you're smiling. Is that, is that kind of how you modeled it after or no? I love my father's cigars. I'm just going to leave it like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it like that. The other band to move on to that subject is Two Shaking Hands. Mm, same. I see it up top. Same Victorian yeah. theme. But to answer your question, absolutely. Yanni, yeah. Yanni sticks are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Her I've artwork, and I met the artist at PCA this year, and I told Yanni, I said, it's an inspiration. So you have a good eye. Yeah, that, that they always have stuck out to me when I was first getting into cigars. My father's cigars always, like, I know this is my father right here, this one, yeah. this, this centerpiece. Yeah, right I, ha- I actually it was have only, it right back there. Yeah. You can barely see the it. The artwork, story. It's, it's gorgeous. It's like a painting it's, on the label. Yeah. It's, it's, La Galera. Yeah, that's another one. Hochi, I saw that. Uh, Hochi has Hochi's into art. Um, I do, I do a bunch of stuff for him, and uh, he's big into art. Oh. His, his bands are gorgeous. Just it yeah, was a lot about too. the cigar. I saw it. I saw it on here. Yeah. Oh, right there. Laga. Yep. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, because when we like, you know, I have a marketing background. I graduated college with marketing, so I when we we're making a band, I'm like, all right, well, it has to stand out. It has to be different. It has to catch your eye. You know, it has to intrigue people. I, it took me three months to design. I went out to Fiverr and I worked with sure. a couple of artists on Fiverr and I purposely worked with a couple and I would yeah, you get use a little, their yeah, ideas. Yeah, yep. And then I eventually, I remember the paper writing out all the different notes, make the sky blue, make the bird a little bit bigger, make this, make, make the guy have a, uh, you know, in his vest, have a, a keychain, and you know, all the different things that I wanted the intimacy of the, uh, so, yeah, yeah, it I says, love it. it. Says I a love lot. like the top hat story. too. And the, and every single one, yeah, they're all holding a cigar. Right. And, it's and friendship. They're, they're just sitting there, you I know, the it. Victorian era having a, having a smoke with your good friends. And I have a version. I love it. Cause we decided that, you know, the cigar industry, women are really coming in, you know, oh, Sisters yeah. of the Leaf. Oh, yeah. So we have a third band, which we haven't released yet. That has a woman. Oh, with, okay. You know, there you go. So. That's a, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Yeah. I think it's, you know, the Sisters of the Leaf, uh, Belkis, uh, Good friends with uh, Leo from Nova Cigars. Sure, we've had her on the she's, show. She's, she's our very first guest. She on the is. Podcast. She is. And I shout out to you, Leo. I'm going to tell you to watch this. You know, I love you. She. I was just with her in Florida. She is great soul, salt of the earth. Yep. She yeah. is the best. We Such were actually. Uh, we were at what Club Macanudo having a cigar with her. Yeah. Um, Great, great woman, great she woman. Whenever, she's just such a, just a, just such a lighthearted, very, very sweetheart. We become very close, and I think she, I think the world of her and her sticks too. Yeah, we. Uh, she has great cigars. You know, speaking of that, I actually haven't had a Nova cigar in quite some time. So, tell us about what's the like. Where's this? Where's this going? What's the next big thing? Like, are you working on a very big piece right now? Are I you am. Working? I know you just got an award that you went over to. I was in Germany and. Um, uh, I got an award. I got. Uh, they have at the end of the year. Cigar Journal magazine um, has their trophy awards, mm. and um, so you know they, the cigar of the year, the boutique cigar of the year, the best Dominican, the best Nicaraguan, the best factory. Well, so they have about fifteen awards, and uh, 
they reached out to me uh, and asked me to come down, and uh, they gave me one of the trophy awards for art. Wow. Because wow. uh, Manny Arate from uh, Fuente, Opus X, got one. Very and cool. So, Congratulations. Uh, his, so that's pretty cool. But to, to answer your question, yeah, there's something in the horizon, which I, I can't publicly say yet. Okay. But, uh, is it? Can you say if it's like a, is it a piece? Is it a big piece that you're working mm, on? Uh, no. Is it an event? Is it a? Uh, it's, uh, it involves a magazine. Okay. We'll just we'll leave just it at that. Leave it, we'll at, leave that. it at that. Yeah, yeah, leave it at that. That's good enough. That. Leave it at that. Very yeah. cool. And yeah. you, have a, you have a website, obviously? What? I have a website at artdefumar.com and my Instagram, um, uh, at Arte Fumar, A-R-T-D-E-F-U-M-A-R. People think because it's Spanish, there's an E after the T, but it's not. It's A-R-T-D-E-F-U-M-A-R. Obviously, Got the it. art of smoking, yep. and the E is taken off, so the little play on words, yeah. art of art smoking. Art of the smoke. I love it. So, uh, yeah. but That's great. Reach man. out. Any questions, DM if you're interested in stuff, or you want something designed, or if I can just help you learn about what, you know, you want to try this. I'm happy to help out. Can you purchase any of this artwork on your website yeah people generally because each of these pieces are one of a kind right i started to have a i wanted to have a uh you know one of the stores it's really not akin to have a store where here's the price because things are changing so often so i tell people go onto the website make me an offer no i say take a screenshot reach out to me my email is there instagram people all the time take screenshots say how much is this my stuff is constantly changing so you can go on, you can take screenshots of stuff. There are ways to look on the you know website, but Instagram, I'm posting everything on Instagram, yeah, so you can yeah, reach out. Yeah. Or if you have an idea, okay. people ask me to do things all the time. Somebody asked me to make them a pocketbook, and I did that. Or somebody asked me yeah. to make them a pair of shoes, and that's how I got into the shoes. Wow. So there's really like no limit to what you can... If, Is there anything that you hate, do, like, hate to do or won't do? Um, no... I, I, you know, I tried to do something for Eric, actually. I was going to surprise him. I tried to do a football. Mm, okay. But <laughs> given the leather of a football with the pimples. It doesn't adhere it just, very it won't, well. It's the only material, you know. That you, won't you adhere. You can't do to clothing. But anything that a cigar band can adhere to, I can do. And I'll challenge myself mm. to do it. So, uh, right. no, nothing I, I, you know. The, one thing I did, which I love, is I took um, stamps. A friend of mine um I had a, a place that they did a movie set, and it's illegal to have a U.S. post box. But he had one as on a movie set. It was a, a fake one, but it looks real. I got stamps from eBay, thousands and thousands of stamps, and it's in my art studio. And I have a, a U.S. mailbox that's in all postage stamps. That oh, that's cool. And that was difficult. Wow. So little wow. things. I'm always thinking out of the box. Yeah, I'm always yeah. working on six Well, the good news with the stamps is that they already have a adhesive backing, that, so that was No, probably. no, I had to use the glue. <laughs> You know, I'm working on six projects at a time. I always put stuff down so I can envision what I want to do. As I'm doing other work, I'm looking something. Yeah, you put it down, come back to it. Like I can imagine sometimes you kind of get so – you almost get tunnel vision. You're like, all right, I have to set it down, take a step back because I'm getting kind of cloudy of what I want to do. And when you do. come back to it, you're like, oh, it's like a breath yeah, of fresh air. Right, you right. can do it. So, yeah, but feel free. If people are interested, reach out, um, DM me. It's all good. Awesome, awesome. Well, Rob, thank you very much it's for joining honor. us thank here on the Burnout Podcast. Everybody – be sure to check him out. It's Art de Fumar, A-R-T-D-E-F-U-M-A-R.com. And on Instagram, it's the same, A-R-T-D-E-F-U-M-A-R. Thank you, man. Uh, if you like this episode, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, check out the blueprint. Check out all our merch. we got the hats, the T-shirts, all that stuff. Uh, but, Rob, thank you again thank you. for, for thank you guys. joining Great. us here on the Burnout Podcast. Eric, let's uh, send it off with the usual. Like we always say on the podcast, cheers, chin-chin, salute. All right. Cheers. Cheers.